Hello and welcome back to the people of the PNW. As we mentioned, this is a weekly podcast and it's set up for our region as best practices of what's happening around the region. Today we have a special guest coming to us from the Eastern Time Zone and that is Dave Kaler, who has been the leader and creator of the phone interviewing within the Express system. And Dave is going to be joining us, um, not live, Dave's joining us on the phone today. I'm going to welcome Dave Kaler. Today we have the pleasure of having Dave Kaler, successful long-term owner in Indianapolis, as well as franchise developer in his fast-growing region. Dave, thank you for joining me today and sharing your wisdom with our region. Congratulations on your office achieving gold again this past year and your big increase in gross margin in 2018. I know some of our offices were able to see your presentation at ILC about leading your office to higher gross margin by implementing phone interviewing. We're excited to have you with us here today and for those of you that missed it, you'll get the special treat and those of you that saw it will get another reminder. As a region of 15 offices, we currently have seven offices with full-time recruiting specialists, some dabbling, as we know, hasn't always proven successful, and others interested in starting. What steps should an office have in place in order to have a successful launch of the recruiting specialist role? Sure. Um, I think, number one, there needs to be top-down buy-in. So the owner, I think, needs to drive this at every office uh, that they're going to implement it. I think it's our need to start with a conversation, buy-in from the, the whole staff, because it really is a change. Find applicants the way they're handled internally. So I think getting buy-in is really number one, and then um, really explaining to everybody what you're going to try here on this thing, and then just an understanding that it's going to take some time to get working. What do you do in your office, Dave? What I did is I had somebody that was doing outbound recruiting and we made her the lead and at the time we had a college intern that we uh, had to join uh, with her and so we kind of had one and a half um, at the time. What type of time frame does it take to be ramped up and productive in this process? I think about three weeks is kind of a time limit to kind of feel like you're getting the process figured out. I had a phone call today from another office that they were having their recruiting specialist do all the paperwork. And I said, well, who taught you that? Because I said, well, I would, we don't have to do any paperwork. Um, their job is really to do a phone interview. It's not to do other stuff. It's not to do I-9s. It's not to do drug screens. It's really a phone interview. And then the, the paperwork needs to be handled by your employment specialist and probably your administrative staff on the front, front end of the process. But... I think about a three-week window to kind of get the thing rolling in your office and understanding how, how it works is probably a good estimate. Uh, we happen to actually do the phone interview in the normal process uh, simultaneously. So we just kind of uh, took us a few weeks to, to cut over and do a, uh, the phone interview 100%. And then just make sure, you know, the biggest change sometimes is really what the employment specialists are going to do now. Because when you implement phone interviewing, one thing you're going to have to figure out and make a decision on is walk-ins. How do you want walk-ins handled? We have all our walk-ins phone interviewed from the lobby. So if somebody walks in, they actually sit down at a, a chair 
dual area we have, and they actually they actually get phone calls from the phone interview in the building. So we've eliminated walk-ins from our employment specialists. They don't see them. The employment specialists only see the people that have been invited in that made it to the second round. And so that's a big decision you have to make as an office um, of really what you're going to do there. The changes that occur are you have a little, you have more free time, in essence, for your employment specialists to focus on the important stuff, like send people out to work, talking to clients, and, and making selections and doing that second interview. What are attractive skill sets you look for when hiring this role? You know, good phone voice, fairly energetic. Uh, ability to be on the phone all day because they have to create the urgency to be with them. So if you have a low show rate, it might be of that person doing the phone interview. We've always been a kind of an 80% show rate or better, um, but we kind of push that language at the end. And, you know, you got to have some people that are fairly upbeat. That is great. Thank you. What do you recommend for offices that are not able to hire a full-time recruiting specialist? Yeah, I think that um, depends on how big of an office we're talking about. If it's just an office with maybe an owner who's functioning as a sales rep and then they have two employment specialists, um, you know, that's a that's a function where you're going to actually have to weigh in, you know, how much time they have available, right? Um, it may be that they split duties. Somebody says, I'll do all the phone interview on Monday until noon and then you can take the other half of the day and it just depends on what sides we're talking about but I, I think you're going to have to kind of do it on the fly a little bit um, if it's an office where there's maybe two staffing consultants or employment specialists plus that what we call FOC I, I think the FOC would take the brunt of the phone interviews and then the spillover would go to the employment specialists um, I mean, I have a small office up in Lebanon, Indiana. I have two people in it, and that's kind of how we handle it. Um, They just kind of work together and figure it out. I like your suggestion of splitting it up. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I would think in sports analogies, sometimes, you know, you're a first baseman, but you got to play the outfit a little bit, or you're a catcher and you got to pitch. I mean, you know, you need team players need small offices, you know. The small offices really need to be pretty nimble and be able to uh, kind of work together on stuff. So, um, you know, I have a big office and I have a small office, so I'm able to try some stuff out at the smaller office. But it seems to work fine. They they still do, you know, they have walk-ins. So there's when they have a walk-in in my small office, they don't do a phone interview from the lobby because it's just too small. They just, if they have time, they interview the person. So it's a mixed model in a sense. It's phone interviewing combined with kind of the old model, because um, ultimately what we're all trying to do is just get more people through the door. I think you have to figure it out a little bit based on your market. I know you shared in various trainings that you're up significantly in 2018. Can you recap on this past year's success with your offices and any lessons you learned that you can share? Sure. Um, well, the recap is. Um, I guess without getting into specific numbers, we saw a major uh, improvement in volume of applicants. Every office that does phone interviewing gets a heck of a lot more applicants. And that was the one thing we went after. We went after more applicants. But on the back end, what we got was more gross margin and uh, improved job with the employment specialist. 
So we really saw it improve a lot of the things that are in all the offices. Um, the the amount of uh, I mean, my my personal number I was averaging about oh I think this is from memory I should have it up here but uh, about two thousand applicants three years in a row and we quadrupled that last year. So the, the number of applicants went up dramatically uh, because we can access applicants so much quicker now with the phone. And that, that doesn't talk about quality at all, but it talks about the volume of applicants. So the biggest lessons were uh, really don't invite everyone in. A lot of people, when they, when they start phone interviewing, they kind of say, well, we're real busy now. We invite everybody in. I said, well, why would you do that? Well, we just want to stay busy with interviews. Well, no, you don't. You want to stay busy with good interviews. You mentioned you were originally inviting 100% of the candidates in. Where are you now? So um, our number for a long time was about 60% invite rate. Um, what that really means is we interviewed 100 people. We only invited in 60. And then we were targeting about 80% of those to show up. And that worked for a long time. This year, the quality has actually gone down, and our invite rate is more than 50%. And so, you know, so that's going to matter. That's going to really uh, change based on the market. Some offices might have low-pay, uh, warehouse-type work, high volume. They, they need those people. We don't have that. We don't have that client base. So the, the $10 an hour person that calls my office is work fast food for the past six months, we don't really have a place for them. We're not going to invite him in just because we don't have a job. So it really is going to depend on your invite rates, probably going to depend on your market. But I would caution everybody that this, this, the purpose of this is not to keep everybody busy interviewing people. That's not the purpose of phone interviewing. The purpose of phone interviewing is to interview a bunch of people over the phone, and then once you can put to work, get them in as quick as you can. That's really the purpose of this whole thing. People make the mistake of saying, well, now we're, we're really busy now. It's like, well, you might be really busy with the wrong, doing the wrong thing. So the other, you know, the, I, I guess the other lessons learned is this, implementing this system should free up your, your employment specialist to do the right thing, which is sending people out to work, talking to clients, and really making good selections. You can, when you add phone interviewing, it, 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 it puts that task on somebody else and it frees up your employment specialist to, to uh, do better at their job. And, and I think their main focus should be on generating revenue, which is sending people out to work. So we put a big spotlight on that. Any other lessons learned? Probably the biggest uh, frustration for owners is there's some downtime with the recruiting specialists, especially later in the week. Um, as the phone stops ringing on a Thursday afternoon and a Friday, they've got to have a plan there what those people are going to do. It could be outbound calls, it could be call walls, it could be lots of things, but if they're really trying to hit their number and trying to get to that interview, uh, interview number of, I would say, 85 to 100 per recruiting specialist. 85 is minimum, 100 to 100. I'll say it this way, 100 is really the desired number, but that's 20 a day is a lot. A lot of people have been sitting around 85, which which is uh, still a nice number. Um, and it's not easy to get. I mean, 
half percent unemployment rate, it's hard to get, you know, uh, 85 new applicants a day or a week. Um, so that would be 17 a day on average. If you divide that in two for morning and afternoon, that's they're doing, you know, they're doing eight or nine interviews in the morning, eight or nine interviews in the afternoon. That's doable if the phones ring a lot. So this thing works if, you know, the phone's ringing. Well, the phone rings. Why is the phone ring? The phone rings because you're doing your ads, and those are up to date, and those have the right things in there. Some offices don't do a good job at keeping their, their ads up to date. Sometimes they you know nobody office is in charge of that, and we get to it every couple of weeks. And if those, if those ads go stale, it's going to reduce your phone. What type of ads are you guys doing? You know, we use Indeed. I have uh, 10 running posts on Indeed. I have 20 running posts on ZipRecruiter. We, we have Express Pros, obviously. We have many, uh, 40 or so ads probably running on that. We use Facebook quite a bit. We keep that going. So if the phone's not ringing, there might, that might be a symptom of other things. Well, we only have two ads running, or we haven't done Facebook in a couple of weeks. I mean, what, what is, what's behind that? So it, it all kind of has to work together. Can you talk metrics? 17 to 20 per day is, is your target. So 85 to 100 on a weekly basis. We, we have, our, my experience has been last year during the first quarter, we were able to hit a, a 100 in many uh, weeks. But boy, they're they're wiped out when they do that. I mean, it's just a lot. Um, but again, that was first part of the year with businesses and as busy. My market gets really thin on people after August, so it's not easy. Um, but 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 it's uh, you know it's a method. Phone interview is just really a method to talk to more people. That's really all it is. Um, but every office is going to have to make it work for their market and their client base. But in general, I think it's it's the right thing to do to get your volume of applicants up. I can't imagine really going back to what we were doing in the past. Um, one last thing, just the, the numbers I'm talking about and, and the process we're talking about is really for light industrial workers. Uh, if it's an office services, candidate or really a professional candidate, those are really going directly to the recruiters and they're handling that on their own. Thank you for that. We've seen a lot of growth for offices in our region that adopted the phone interview process. We've had a, a lot of success when we've hired uh, the right kind of person to do the job. We've had a couple of uh, recruiting specialists that just didn't work out that well and you see it in the numbers. So. I think if you're committed to the process and you, just like we are with employment specialists or salespeople or whatever, we're going to have some people that work out and some that don't. It's, it's just part of the deal. Uh, uh, the good news about that job is it's a very quick startup. You can hire them on Monday and they'll be phone interviewing by lunchtime. The quick startup and, and then it's a nice bench that you can build. Some of those folks could end up being employment specialists or admin or whatever, but uh, all right, Dave, good info. Any other best practices, secrets, or tips you want to share? That's it. All my end. Thanks again for imparting your time and talent to our region. Best wishes to another great year. No problem, guys.
Wow, that was some great information and some good takeaways that I got. And I've heard Dave speak a few times. Hey, but now we get to hear from Kelly Rosso. Welcome back, Kelly Rosso. Hi, Dawn. Hi. I know you're the favorite in the region. I'm always jealous. Whatever. That's <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> no, we love you. Thanks, Kelly. But I know you've been training and working with a lot of offices, so I thought you could help with just a big summary of all that information Dave shared and then maybe what's happening within the region as what we're doing with the phone interviewing. Well, I think for me, the biggest takeaway that I got that I haven't really been thinking about is um, making sure that we're not inviting everyone in and just because the recruiting specialist is doing 85 to 100 interviews per week. It doesn't mean that our employment specialists are. So to hear that their uh, invite-in rate is 50% to 60% um, it was really interesting. No, I agree. I think that was. And I love that they're still screening people in and not screening them out, but volume is really important. So I think that that's good. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's important that we're we're bringing in the right type of people. Right, for sure. Um, what I loved is that he really focused on we have to have a lot of advertisement, multiple places, constantly updating a dedicated person. Key points right there. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get in that kind of activity um, without making sure your ads are there. The other thing that I really liked that he said is that their recruiting specialists are using Call Multiplier and Call em All to farm their current database mm -hmm. for maybe some inactive associates to contribute to that number weekly as well. Yeah, for years we've been bringing in people. Let's take advantage of those people. Definitely, especially in our region where there's offices that have been open as long as they have. Right. I mean, they're proven success in their region, and they're proven in the office. They've grown significantly over the years. The last two years they've been doing this, so it's kind of a no-brainer. I like that he gave tips on like sharing the role if it's a smaller team. Um, one of the final things I want to say is our whole goal in doing this is not only just bringing in people, but what can we do to have our employment specialists be as productive and producing and putting people to work? Love it. And hitting their MPT numbers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. No, that's great tips. Um, I know it was a long segment, but um, good information, and it, I'm blessed uh, we are to have a guest like Dave that's been doing it and knows how to do it. So another thanks to Dave for joining us today. And before we close out, I want to just point out some highlights of the week in our region. <laughs> Big happy anniversary to the Port Angeles team, 15 years with Express. So congratulations, Dwayne and team. And then Centralia is four years. I can't believe they've been open for four years already. I know. So Reed and team have been there four years. So congratulations to you guys as well. And I think you had some news on the Tacoma office. Yes. Heather Jacobs, who uh, just moved into the admin desk, uh, had a baby. Oh, another baby in the region. Yeah, I know. I think there's something in the water. <laughs> Um, oh, no. Harper. <laughs> Harper, and she was eight pounds, one ounce. Isn't that what your daughter weighed? Yes, Quinn was eight pounds. <laughs> She's like 16 pounds now. They get big. <laughs> no, congratulations, Heather. And you're missed, um, but congrats. Enjoy this time with your daughter. And another shout out to Everett. Everett's client count has been growing significantly. They just had an all-time high a couple weeks ago of 67 clients. 
Yeah, it was amazing. And they kept it up. They were only down one the following week. Oh, fabulous. That's awesome. Well, anyways, uh, we're signing out. And don't forget, it's people of the P&W. And we're all about people, people, people. (laughs) So I love saying that. So anyways, thanks again. um, And enjoy. And we'll talk soon.